forget that he's come through for me like even before i gave my life back to jesus and he was faithful to me i think he's faithful to my mom's and my ancestors prayers over me mm. i honestly think i'm still reaping the benefits of them mm -hmm. praying over me like it poured out to me i'm audacious adri I mentioned closer to my mid-30s and my knees couldn't agree more. I live in LA, my depression is cured, and I'm trying my hardest to find free parking. Let's navigate through our spiritual, physical, and mental health so we can live our best lives, yeah? Welcome to the Audacious Adri Show. I'm Adri, and we talk about all things mental, physical, and spiritual health so that you can what? Live your best life ever. Now, you can find me on all of the social media. Well, not all of them. Most of the social meets at Audacious Adri Show on Instagram, at Audacious Adri Show on YouTube, and at Audacious Adri on Twitter. Now, y'all, today I'm super happy and blessed because we have a special guest <laughs> we have a special guest today so i'm not gonna talk about what i've been been into what have i been up to honestly not just getting through school and allowing the lord to do what he does best okay so enough about me we're gonna get into my special guest for today let's get into it Yes, 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 y'all. I'm so excited. I have a very special person on the show today, my good friend, Sandra Polanco. She is a fashion designer and design consultant with her own agency. She's got her own agency, y'all. Can we get into it? It's called House of Sandresa. You got to roll that tongue, Sandresa. And she is here in her very bit. She had time just for me in her busy schedule. So I'm so excited. Sandra, thank you for coming to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. an honor. Oh my I gosh. love your podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm I can't believe you're here with me. I want to let you know that you're somebody that I definitely look up to. You inspire me. Aww. And you are you. who I want to be when I grow up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, That's a really good compliment. Well, I mean every word. Um, so Sandra, you have an amazing story. Um, I feel like my listeners need to know about you because we've been talking about purpose. We've been talking about uh, calling. We've been talking about um, being intentional about your life. And I feel like you embody that. And as, as a mental, spiritual, and physical health podcast, you have an incredible story. You definitely have a story that my, that my listeners need to hear. So Sandra, yes, let's talk about your beginnings. Where were you born? Tell me about your childhood. Um, what was life like for you growing up? Okay. So when you ask me that, I'm like starting to get pictures in my head of my childhood. I was born in Lancaster, California. It's like an hour and a half away from downtown LA. Um, I grew up with my sister and my mom. We're a very tiny family. And um, I grew up, you know what? I grew up a happy kid. I've always been an excited person. Yeah. I would say excited is my personality trait. Um, just like something I was born with. So I think that's probably a gift from God. Mm. And um, what happened? Uh, if we're talking about like in relation to fashion, um, my I, I grew up seeing my aunt and my mom and like different people in my family be seamstresses. They're all, you know, so it, it goes in my family. So it's something that was like 
introduced to me since I was little and um, I always wanted to do design. I always wanted to do fashion ever since I was little and I was always really creative. I would um, take my mom's dresses and like mess them up. I would like wear her makeup. She'd be like, you keep ruining my lipstick. Um, and yeah, that's where I grew up. It was it was a nice Hispanic little household. Um, I've been very blessed to have the mom that I have mm. because she was, um, you know, despite there being problems, I didn't notice many problems like financially or, the, you know, that just that she was a single mother. Like, I just didn't notice. Mm. I was just like, I have a mom. Like, what? Am I missing, you know? So your mom sheltered you from seeing um, just different uh, things you had to overcome. Yeah. Okay, like financial challenges. Yeah, Uh, yeah, she did because I just didn't notice, you know, that we were on food stamps. I didn't know. I just feel that I had such a privileged life to be able to focus on the fact that I loved fashion and I I could focus on other things rather than like, oh, we don't have food, we don't have this, you know? Like, she gave me that. But glory to God because, you know what? I will say this. My mom was married to the church, mm. and I would say that, like, the church was my father. Okay. And that's I, that's a good way to say that that's how I grew up. Okay, so tell me about your mom. Where's your mom from? My mom is from El Salvador. She came during the war. You know, the war was happening. Like, everyone was running away from, like, gang violence and everything, so she moved out here. Um, she barely escaped being killed. Like, um, she would tell me stories like how the gang members, well, the gang members were tied to like the, the government, like the army and stuff. Like they were like all involved. And like, at one point they were, they like, they took them out of a bus and they were about to kill everyone. Oh my gosh. My mom always talks about like how she very specifically like knows that it was God that because she's a Christian or because someone knew that she was a church girl like wow. that, he protected her. Wow. Um, and yeah, and then they let him go. And she even told me one time that she was like on a kill list too. What? Like a list of people there. Because there was list, kill lists in El Salvador. Like there would be like, these people were involved with the wrong. She was like, I was never involved with any political affiliation. But if you were involved with the wrong political affiliation, like they would go and like off you, you know? Wow. But my mom made it through. She's been through so much in El Salvador and out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but she raised us, you know. My yeah. mom even, like, she had, like, a um, almost near-death car accident in El Salvador. And she was, like, in a f- cast for, like, a long time. Wow. And she even still has scars in her arm. Like, someone had to take care of her. Oh, my gosh. And then we're little. We were in an airplane accident. Me and my sister and my mom, we were in an airplane accident. We are going to El Salvador. No. I'm telling you, we like, my mom has overcome so much. Wow. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, like, is there a reason why the enemy wants us dead? Mm. I'm pretty sure there is. Yeah. Because that's not even, like, all of it. But, like, yeah. I see my mom as, like, a warrior, honestly. Wow. She's my, she's, like, and everyone says there's a Jesus. You know, they're, like, you're someone's Jesus. Like, my yeah. mom's my Jesus. My mom wow. represents Jesus to me. Wow. So you have, you grew up with a strong mother, yeah. with strong faith, uh, a resilient mother. And where did you get this idea of entrepreneurship from? Like, your, I know, uh, El Salvador tends to be has 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 had financial um, struggles, you know, yeah. because of the war and just yeah. the political how the how politics work there. So, where did you get this idea of entrepreneurism and like working for yourself? Like, where where did you see that in your childhood? Well, my mom, like, okay, so she, you know, came from El Salvador. Didn't have 
full education or anything. But my mom was a hustler. <laughs> my mom was, like, either selling gold. Like, we would come to downtown LA, mm-hmm. like, twice a month. And she would come buy gold. She would come buy blankets. And she would buy clothes. And then go back and sell it. Wow. And that was her thing. She always had a little libreta, like her, uh, like a notebook. She, yeah. And in the notebook, she had everyone's accounts. She'd be like, okay, I need to go. And then we would... Wow spend hours driving around getting her pay and that was my mom's thing so i got into fashion because it was like an outlet for me to express myself yeah um but i didn't immediately get into the business mindset she'd be like why aren't you into business like how i am or how like the rest of the family is wow and i remember being like i had i I think of the enemy um i had fear of having to hustle for myself i don't know why i just got this fear and i was mm-hmm. like i just want to work in an establishment that pays me but in the end i come full circle and i'm like no no man i'm doing this for myself like <laughs> you know god wants me out here doing this like you know having my own business yeah um so i ended up coming around because i tried it one way you know i tried the corporate thing it it's not bad for many people but i think for my my type of person my type of personality yeah i think i couldn't it it served me for a certain point to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but afterwards it wasn't serving me anymore and i think it's time for me to come out and like have faith and god is testing my faith in this way wow but because she's a hustler I, i i saw my mom like my mom gave me the mindset of like i can literally figure anything out because she figured everything out she literally figured everything out for us so that get ingrained in my head that i can figure anything out yeah that's what i got from her and that's why now in my business journey i'm like i'm gonna figure it out i don't know all the answers by me saying i'm gonna figure it out it doesn't mean that like i'm cocky and i know all the answers and like you can't tell no it means that (laughs) God is going to come through. He's going to send someone. He's going to give me strategy. He's going to get something's going to happen. I just have to show up. Yes. Okay. That's so good. So your mom ingrained into you the faith in God and resilience mm-hmm. and perseverance. And those are really important. I think it's Godfidence. I think. That's oh, what I love that. Godfidence. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So she ingrained in you Godfidence and that helped you be successful in your life. Yeah. Cause when I call her and I'm like, mom, like I'll be tripping out about something. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make this payment. I don't know how this is going to do. She'll be like, Sandra, (laughs) do you not have, do you not have faith in God? Like she'll be disgusted. (laughs) She'll be like, how dare you not believe that the Lord. She's like, have you not sat to pray to your father? Like, she'll be like, do you have no faith? You know that verse, you have little faith. That's her. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. She'll be mad. If I'm like crying, it's not that she wants me to not cry. She'll be like, I just like, when you get so low it's as if you don't know who god is like that's her wow that's such an amazing um example to have as a mother honestly even right now talking about it i'm like dang i'm really blessed yeah (laughs) so you're seeing it now right yeah so question for you so you grew up what you know you said the church was your father yeah your mother has a strong faith what was your relationship like with god throughout your life like through childhood through adolescence and and as an adult like what led you up to where you are now so i think that okay so i think the hard part for me was i I did have a hard part with with my relationship to the church because i was like alternative you know i was a little different than everyone else i think when automatically when you don't have like a two-parent household you're just gonna be a little bit different you're gonna go through something different and so eventually like my teenagehood my teenage years it did get hard because i I was like noticing like hey i'm missing this Mm. um and also because i was overweight Mm -hmm. so i struggled with bullying and things like that and that you know 
was hard. Yeah. And I didn't know how to communicate it. I didn't know how to speak up. Um, and I wanted to, I've always wanted to fit in. So that's one thing like growing up in school though, was that like, I always wanted to fit in with the people at school and I was different. You know, I grew up Christian. We listen to different music. We don't do these things. Um, and so you can tell that you're different. And I don't know if it was that that caused bullying. I think it was maybe that and partly like just that the main thing was that I was overweight. Um, so I had a hard time and I just got into like this dark emo phase yes <laughs> oh yes phase. definitely went through that too yeah because i was like it discovered that this represents how i feel and you know what i think it kind of also gave me a sense of identity and a sense of like i have a place here as this person like mm. it was giving me something yeah um and you know like i, I just started getting into just like the that kind of lifestyle like wearing all black and um going to shows and I just you know it kind of became like an angsty teen yeah and I feel that like I grew up in an old school church which is great yes but um they I don't you know being first generation Latina our parents are not used to um kids growing up in America it's so different than growing up in like a third world country yeah so I don't think anyone was prepared to deal with kids growing up in an American school system it's just wow. different so we're we're focused on different things yeah it's a lot more mental health things yes. um, than survival things and, you know my mom was more focused on the survival aspect she grew up you know in, in a jungle basically wow. so her focus is let me make sure my girls can survive yeah um because to her like mental health wasn't a thing you know but yes. for me you you know now it's a thing and i think the church probably wasn't prepared to deal with that and my mom either not to you know throw anyone under the bus it's just that like just i think the it's new. the whole mental health thing is new anyway in society it's new in the black community yeah. too yeah so i think i wasn't it's not i think i wasn't really getting the support that i needed so i found it in fashion okay i found it in like just you know getting lost at shows and then you know i got into drinking and stuff like that and then because in the church i just felt like i like i was being instead of being like more talked to and helped it was more like um the way you're dressing is not godly like the way that um you're presenting it it's like just make it go away instead of being like hey what's she's really really depressed girl like she really needs all this help so they weren't um, focusing on like the heart or the issue they're focusing more on like the outside or what you're presenting yeah i think yeah yeah so that's pretty much what I feel. Yeah. Um, so how did you go, like when you were in this dark place and you weren't, you didn't really feel supported by your church. Did you lean more into your church? Did you have somebody that like walked no. you through it or did so you run away? I had, the thing is that I don't want to just stay in the negative about that because I had a lot of support okay. at church though. Absolutely. I just think that, that I think I needed a, di- I actually needed like therapeutic help. Okay. And I, and I think that's just what wasn't there. And I, just felt misunderstood okay that's what it was it's not that anyone's doing anything bad it's just that i felt so just misunderstood um and i didn't know that i had add at the time either you know so it's just like i just didn't know and i didn't know what anxiety was i learned what anxiety was when i was like 20 yeah um so i just couldn't put words to how i was feeling just knew that i felt horrible ugly and like um abandoned and like just you know all these things so in high school, I lost like 20 pounds. I was chunky, but I lost 20 pounds and that gave me confidence. Yeah. And I joined a, a fashion club and that's how I 
I got into fashion. It's yeah. just like I realized that it was a career avenue. Okay. Um, I turned 18 and I left the church. Wow. That was I just left the church. I did the same thing too. Completely was just like <laughs> peace. I believe in God, but I don't believe in this. Bye. <laughs> and yeah. because I wanted like at this point, I I just wanted a party and this ain't nobody's fault. I just wanted a party. Yeah. I wanted it, you know, I want to have like my rum springer, but for all my twenties. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're like, I just want to do this. Yeah. yeah. And I always you feel thought, yourself and Yeah. Okay. I always thought to myself, like, I always knew that I had to be in church. But I was like, it's not even that I was lukewarm. I was on the other side. I was just mm. like, and I, and it's, I don't like saying this, but I always said like, let me get my partying out and then I'll come back to God. That's so girl. And I just hate admitting that because it's, it's not right. Like I it, said the same thing. It led me to like the wrong path. Yes. Okay? It led me down the wrong path. Yeah. It's but, like, it reminds me of the prodigal son. He was like, I want my inheritance now. I want what I yeah, want now. And then he partied it out. Yeah. That's yeah. what I wanted. So how did that me, work out for you? girl <laughs> covid happened i had no foundation yeah like, after covid you know like i think you know it shook everyone it did but um yeah, yeah so I, okay so i spent all my 20s i graduated college um building my corporate fashion career yeah working for big brands as a designer cool getting i i it was great, but my value was in my talent mm. and my job. Yeah. And so when COVID happened and my job and my talent were at risk, that's when I broke. Because broke. my Yeah, because I never put my values in family, in God, in health. And I put all my value in what I can offer a company yeah, and in what my title was. And that is like putting all your eggs in one basket of your identity. That's just wow. not, my identity wasn't rooted in, in Christ. It was not at all. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's why my plan failed because when I wanted to go out and party and stuff, I lost sight of who God said I was. Wow. So how did you get that back? Were you basically forced to because you were like, well, I'm looking in the mirror. I can't party. I don't have this job. How did you find your way back to, to your father? So, okay. And again, throughout this time, God was faithful to me. He mm. opened doors in fashion. Like every job that I've gotten in fashion, I either got on the spot or right after the first interview or I didn't even have to interview. They were just like, come work. For, like, that's how just how my job. Favor. That's how, so you have yeah. favor. And even after college, like um, I graduated FITM and I started applying for jobs. I had so much anxiety, but I would get a job and just not show up. Then I would get an, I got, I got like six jobs within one year and I would just not show up because I had so much anxiety. That's real though. That's, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Like anxiety I cripples was, you. Yeah. And I, and I had an amazing job at a at a manufacturer one time and i i just couldn't do it anymore yeah i couldn't even explain why i couldn't do it i, I feel like people do that um like they either don't show up or they self-sabotage it yeah. when they have it because uh, yeah self Basically. i know brianna i we were talking i've talked about this book so many times the mountain is you Bri brianna weiss says you self-sabotage when you don't feel like you are deserving of what of the opportunity mm -hmm. or of the yeah. partner and and that's what um you know, in my, in my walk with God now, it, he revealed a lot of things. And one of the things he revealed was my worthiness mm. is what I think about myself. So basically COVID happened, COVID happened and, um, <clears throat> everything got shut down and I was furloughed from work. So furloughed means like you're not fired. There's just no work, but, um, we'll call you back when there's work, but you can like collect unemployment. So I was furloughed for about two months, I think. Wow. And, uh, this was my first time in 10 years that I 
had sun on a Tuesday, that I went to the park on a Wednesday, that wow. I was just living mm. and I had finances and, um, and I was really sensitive and I had, uh, had already started my health journey. Like I had already lost 50 pounds at this point. Wow. Yeah, I had, I had, it, so if it, I was like, dude, like I finally went to the gym, I'm getting my life together. And then like the world is shutting down. Yeah, girl. So, um, so I was like healthy and I had money, you know, from unemployment, but still, you know, I was able to live and yeah. I had free time. Um, and I was off my medications cause I, I had been on antidepressant and anxiety medications. And at this point I had gotten off of them for a couple months cause I was like, I think I'm good now. Yeah. But then when COVID happened, um, what, what I realized was that I got off my medication, but I didn't have anything else to sustain me. Mm. And this is where God comes in because when my boss called me back into work, mm-hmm my body went into shock. I was just like, is this really the life that I'm going to live? It sounds mm. so simple because you're getting called back to a, jo- a full-time job again and you're like tripping out. But wow. no, it wasn't that. It was just that I was like, is this really the life that I'm going to live? Like, I'm going to be in a box. I feel like I'm I'm like withering away. Wow. Um, and then over a week, my mental health deteriorated. And what I learned later on was that like, I had been dependent on a medication to, to shoot those chemicals to come, mm-hmm. you know, to help you when you're going through something. But I didn't yes. have it this time. I couldn't handle it on my own. And then I didn't have God's reassurance. I didn't have his scripture embedded in my heart. So I didn't have anything to say against when the enemy was attacking me because it felt like a serious, like, spiritual warfare. And um, so that happened. I go to work. I'm, like, crying. I'm, like, breaking down. Um, I'm breaking down and my, I would tell my boss, I'm like, Hey, I need, I need to know when my, um, health insurance is going to be back because I'm having a mental crisis, like a professional email. I'm like having quite a bit of a mental crisis. Yeah. You know, you write it and yeah. Um, health insurance is going to be back in. I just need to contact my psychiatrist and then like call me and they're like, are you okay? And I just break down. I'm like, I don't know what's happening Mm. or what's going on. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing or who I am or anything like, um, I come home and then it, a week of like my teeth are clinking. Mm. I didn't eat all week. I lost like mm. eight pounds. I couldn't even like, I, I had to put, I couldn't see light. Like I had everything covered. I couldn't sleep for more than like 20 minutes. Like I would try and fall asleep every two hours and then I would just flinch. And then like, I don't know if you, you know that feeling of when you find out some news and your heart drops. Yes. I was like that all day long. I was like that all day long and like I was just shaking and I was like, I would call my mom and be like, mom, I just want like, I want to kill myself. I'm mm-hmm. done. I want to off myself. And this went on for like two weeks. And so my mom would have to come and hang out with me because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to live like this. And I don't want to live. Like I was ready to just off myself. Like wow. I know that's like strong to say, but that I never experienced. And I, and I couldn't believe that because I always had suicidal ideation. Yeah. But at this point, I was like, I can't believe it finally came. Like, I'm actually going to do it now, though. Because I always said I was going to do it one day. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to figure it out one day. And then finally, I'm here. Um, And what I did was, you know what? The only thing that I have not done was give God a chance again. Wow. That's so you I did like... everything. I did everything. I took medication. I did yoga. I wow. Did, but nothing I worked. Gym. I had, you know, support, everything except God. God. Um, wow. And just like to tie this up, like in the end, when two of my sisters they didn't know this was happening, but they were like, hey, Sandra, just I uh, some things 
yeah something's going on like i like they reached out to me they didn't know this was happening they're like how are you like are you okay so somebody um, reached out to you that's yeah, been a pattern it was god but it was god, it was god. They were like, and one of my sisters had a dream about me too yeah so i opened up to them i got back on my medication um i'm finally it's been a year and i'm finally back off of it but wow. i had to get back off with god um my sisters brought me back to god we got on this uh, christian th this family bible study we had and that's how i started getting back into god yes that was so that was may 2020 every may i say it's my rebirth i, I, I celebrate that. my rebirth yes. then two years later um june 2022 i started going to fearless yes throughout this time like i started my business wow and god has been undoing all of what i tried to do you know in my 20s i built my own house he like broke it down and is like i'm building you a new house brick by brick yeah girl. and now i'm like this person that is unrecognizable to myself wow i ain't even done wow <laughs> and and i feel like we have to we have to end things but i feel like you're not done here like there's so much no, more of your story so more that we have to hear and this is only just the beginning so I, I know that you are very active and vocal on social media. You share your story. You've been sharing your weight loss journey with your yeah. with your followers, and it's been really amazing to see. So if people want to know more about your journey, if they want to know more about your business, where can they find you? So, okay, so my personal Instagram, this is where I share about my weight loss and, like, just my personal spiritual journey and everything, um, is Sandra.TheDesigner, just like that. Okay. And then my design agency is House of Sandresa. You can reach it through my personal Instagram, but it's at House of Sandresa. And then I just completed my website. I'm ready yes. to start marketing everything. It's HouseOfSandresa.com. Yes. Um, for fashion brand owners. Okay. want to legitimize themselves in the fashion industry. Yes. And, um, do things um, correctly in a way that can help you scale and manufacture and develop and everything. Wow, that's amazing. And I know that my listeners will definitely uh, be able to utilize you and utilize your resources because I've seen your work. You're Thank good you. at what you do. You're <laughs> legit you. and you have you went to FITM, which is like the top school for fashion. <laughs> so she, com she comes with the legitimacy, y'all. So <laughs> I'm so honored to have you here with us today. And I really you appreciate so you showing and telling us your story about what God has done in your life. I'd love to have you back because there's so much more we need yeah. to talk about we can dive deep and dissect everything <laughs> yes but just just having you here today just Thank showing people so what it's like to just follow god and and just do what god has called you to do it's it's amazing so i appreciate you coming here today thank you for having me i feel like blessed to be able to share also and oh. for having this platform you're doing something good thank you so much I, and it's all glory to god Y'all, wasn't that amazing? Oh my gosh, it was so much fun sitting with, with Sandra and speaking with her and interviewing her. I wish we would have had more time, but she's very, very busy. So honestly, I'll take what I can get. Um, what I loved about interviewing her was just knowing more about her story, about how her mom over, overcame with her immigration to America and just her different trials and tribulations in El Salvador and here in, in, in America and how her mother never stopped believing and always had faith um and god and just always um just inspired her daughters to keep pushing and keep having faith and it's just really amazing to see um what god has done in sandra's life i've met i met her as a fashion designer and as a person who went to fashion school you know it's a dream to be able to work for yourself as a designer and as a design consultant so i like i said before like 
just if like knowing her after spending you know time in fashion school like she really is a living breathing dream so it was just such an honor to interview her and check check her out house of Cindresa. i'll put everything in the show notes um hit her up she's incredible at what she does and i i really hope to have her back to to dive deep into um how god is using her in the fashion industry so i pray that this interview and this conversation blesses you and inspires you, especially to all my creatives, all my entrepreneurs, and all of my um, children of God. So I pray that this blesses you and that if you know if you know somebody that is an entrepreneur, fashion designer, artist, or somebody that is um, if somebody that you feel like in your spirit needs to hear this, please send it to them. And um, our DMs are open. Please feel free to hit us up if you have any questions or need us to pray for you. And I really hope that this... Uh, inspires you and, and, and encourages you. So thank you again for pulling up to the Audacious Adri show. I love you so much and I'll talk to you soon.